What's up, everybody? This is Adam Rankin. You are listening to Jay on the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast, perhaps the greatest podcast in fantasy football history. Jay is a man who will one day usurp me as the greatest bald fantasy analyst in the world. But until that time, I will hold on to that title. But if you could just listen to Jay, I would consider that a personal favor to me. Tune in, this is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go. Tune in, this is where it's at, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast, you know that we got it popping, oh yeah, that's apparent, got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay. The people who are really rooting against you are the other comics, because we're just terrible people, <laughs> awful, like I just, there's nothing quite like watching one of your friends going out and bombing, because that is sometimes the most hilarious, we should, like, peace and love, we want everybody to, I think ultimately we want everybody to do well, because we want to get invited back. Right. But at the same time, like if one of your friends is just eating ass, you just like it is delightful. And sometimes it's happened to me, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. But I'm I'm a bailer. Like I'm I'll, listen. I'm not above doing a two minute set and being like, you know what? F this. I'm out. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> this is not going the way that I want it to go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You have now accessed a complicated production. Of course, MJ, the Fantasy Football Plug, here with, no matter what he tells you, my favorite fantasy football analyst on NFL Fantasy Live, Adam Rank. He only says that thank you now. Stop with the applause. The one-man applause break is what, that, that usually <laughs> sums up my comedy career. Yeah. The one-man applause break. Like, I, I, I will be in a room with 300 people and I will reach one person. And it always is, is the best. So I I appreciate you saying that. Although I'm sure by the time that you have Marcus Grant on this show, you'll be like, dude, you're my favorite. I had to tell Rank that he was my favorite. And I, he, he bought it. Like, and plus, you know, if you're like, like when I was in Chicago, I spent a lot of time bashing the not so great state of Wisconsin. That always, you know, people will always enjoy that. But it depends. And it's funny too. If there's a, a sports heavy crowd, then there could be a, there can end up being a lot of lot of crowd work, and I've actually written a couple of fun jokes out of things that I've said, like "Oh my God, I, I should remember that," and I should say that. Usually, making fun of Aaron Rodgers, but you know, <laughs> that's where that's where that comes from. So, I'm not a I'm not a huge crowd work guy. I guess if you're headlining, you should be, but usually I'm like, I got my ten minutes. I got ten minutes of jokes that I've written. Settle down, everybody. I will get to it. Like I'm not yeah, gonna listen. Great. I've prepared. I'm not. I've, I've prepared for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh my god, what a night I'm having! And like, guys have been out. And this is funny enough. One time, I got up the stage at, at Brea, and a couple of comedians were there waiting for me. Like, oh my god, that was awesome. You're like, oh, I'm the greatest. Like, I'm so good. <laughs> and the next, the very next time, I was at. I was. At I was looking out at the crowd. I'm like, oh my God, it's only three minutes in and I'm at my 12 minute joke. Okay, perfect. This is, I'm going to have to do some crowd work. Okay, that's it for me. Play 
remedy. I'm out of here. Right. Um, I would be happy to do this otherwise. Right, right. So I just stuck with it. And Jay, I, I would tell anybody, and this goes for anybody, and, and you know this, like I'm speaking to somebody who's lived this life. You know as well as anybody, whether it's comedy, music, professional wrestling, the guys who make it, obviously there's some superior talents, guys like The Rock or John Cena or whatever. But other people, and I'm not just talking about jobbers, but other guys like Kofi Kingston or Eric Young, my buddy. Like one of the reasons you make it is because you stick around and you're you're not going to go away and you, you force yourself onto the scene because there's like listen i've been doing podcasts with people for years and there's guys who are still guys and men and women who are still doing it and they're still chasing it and there's people who fall off and they go and they work for enterprise or they do whatever they do and you got to make ends meet and you, i'm not disrespecting that but at some point you're like you have to make a decision you know i was an adult male making $17,000 a year. At some point you have to figure out, is this something I'm still going to pursue or not? Right. And so for anybody and anybody who wants to be where I'm at doing what I'm doing, like, don't give up. Like I'm, I understand. Like I'm in, I encourage everybody. I don't necessarily want you to take my job. I mean, I know you will at some point, like somebody's eventually going to take my job. I'm going to have to, you know, it's like, it's like the wrestling axiom, like of like, I'm going to go out looking up at the, Looking up at the lights at some point, there's going to be some, yeah, right. like I'm going to, there's going to be a 24 year old Matt Harmon or stepmom Lauren or somebody who's going to come in who I'm going to have to put over and then I'm going to be out and people are like, weren't you the guy from the thing? And I'll be like, yeah, but it was a great run. Right. So I understand that. But I mean, if, if you're still willing to put in the work and to put in the, the, the diligence that it's going to take and not give up, then good things will happen. Hopefully you don't take my job. But if you do, I'll be happy for you. But I'd rather you take take Dave Richards' job or something. Don't take Jamie's <laughs> job. Don't take mine. Don't. Why are you gunning for me? I'm sitting here giving you time, and you're coming after me. This is rude. How did this get turned on me all of a sudden? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, it is one of those things. If you just keep grinding and you keep keep after it, and I listen. This is awesome. And I know that you said that I'm your second interview marcus allen being your first and like there has never been a drop more significant than that that's a king kong bundy headlining <laughs> wrestlemania 2 for wrestling little people I, I, I said that before we started the the video but like that's uh, a precipitous <laughs> drop you you have you talked to one of the best running backs of all time and now you're talking to me like that is and that's not a that's not a lineup that you'd build that way. Like I'm the cooler match. Like you just like you know what I'm talking about. Like if they have yeah. Brock Lesnar just went out and fought somebody, let's throw a cooler match out there because we're not going to throw Cena out there. We're going to throw somebody else. So I'm the cooler. The next week you'll probably have somebody. You have Patrick Mahomes on or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It will be the perfect like bridge to that. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Listen again. I can read a depth chart. I know where I fall in the grand scheme of things. It's fine. I'm not offended by it, but I but I still appreciate being on. Hey, you're the first analyst I reached out to, man. I don't know. It, it's just a thing. Like I, I if I'm going to be truthful, it's because you're bald with a beard. It's like normally I would have said no, but I'm like, oh no, I, I don't have. Oh wait, bald beard? Yeah, I'm in. Like that's. that's <laughs> I'll what take it. We're simpatico. No, no, no. Thank you. No, I'm good. doing it now. It's it's fun. I mean, I know I'm telling a lot of the same stories over and over again, but it's okay. It's like doing comedy. Like I'm doing my same, my yeah, same thing. Got your material. Yes, but I think it's important to to get back. And when you're a big star, this is this is my biggest fear. 
is that you're going to forget me and then you're going to pass me by someday and I'm going to be like, hey, Jay, like, you know, do you and be like, get away from me, scrub, old man. Like, you're yesterday's <laughs> news. I'll be like, oh, that's so hurt. I will be proud of you because I'll be like, you know, that, that that's cool because, you know, you did your thing. But it'll be a little hurtful. I'm already ready for it. I'm already ready for you big leaguing me. I'm already mad at you for big leaguing me. How is that? How does that work? This is the fun stuff. You can get me breaking down Patrick Mahomes anywhere else. I agree. I, well, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, man, I mean, if um, Lorette Duvernay Tardif, mm-hmm. he opted out, you think it's going to hurt Mahomes at all? I no. don't really, but... No, 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 no. He's too gifted of a player. And we've seen this with a number of NFL quarterbacks, including Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, who, when you look at them, their offensive lines aren't great, but still find a way to make it happen because their ability to scramble around. Whereas, you know, back in the day, Peyton Manning, even current day Tom Brady, if you start breaking down that offensive line, they're not going to do well. But Patrick Mahomes is somebody who's going to do fine. And it's, and it's interesting, too, to see all the names of people I know as a Bears fan, Eddie Goldman opted out, and you're like, selfishly, as a as a fan of the sport, sure. you're like, oh, I would love for Eddie Goldman to be playing. But as a human being who has a family, I applaud his decision, and I respect anybody who does that. I, and I, I'm an Angels fan, too. And there were some – there was a question whether Mike Trout would play or not, and I, I was ready – go on Twitter and defend Mike Trout till the death because I think that any player who hasn't who's apprehensive about it then sit out I don't I don't have any problem with that at all protect your family that should be number one 100% absolutely okay um now you're saying Bears fan of course I've always I've always known that um bear down man uh uh, Matt he had a had a rough season last season um do you think that's going to change with the addition of Nick Foles? Well, I, I believe that it was under it was under the expectations that we had because of winning the division. Right. Should have won a playoff game if, if it hadn't been for Cody Parkey. The Bears weren't as bad last year as everybody wants to make you believe. They were 8-8. Eight and eight. Akeem Hicks, his injury to me was huge last year. And it came in that game against the Raiders in London, which had the Bears been able to hold on that game, and one of the reasons they lost was because the absence of Akeem Hicks. Had the Bears won that game, they would have went to the bye week four and one. I think things would be a little bit different. If he would not relied on Eddie P in that game against the Chargers, they just would have let Jordan, or not Jordan Howard, obviously, but David Montgomery run the ball down the field still. You win those two games, you're ten and six. You're in the playoffs. Who knows? I don't think that they would have gone very far, but whatever, they would have been in the playoffs. Sure. So I think that there's a lot of talent there. I think that one of the things that hurts is that Ryan Pace missed on the quarterback situation, and I think that we like, you're not telling tales out of school. I think what gets misrepresented is they didn't really miss on Patrick Mahomes. It was the Chiefs who believed in him. Right. It was a great – not that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes would be a great quarterback no matter where he played. Right. But having the opportunity to sit for a year behind Alex Smith, to play with Andy Reid, that is hugely beneficial. The quarterback that they missed on, which really hurts, is Deshaun Watson. That if you were going to be drafting a quarterback, 
Heading into that draft, there was no better option than Deshaun Watson for what he had done at Clemson, beating the Crimson Tide, the ability to play behind a an offensive line that might not have been great. So that's the one that I will always look back and be like, that's one that you kind of missed on. And right. so that and that hurts. And so Ryan Pace is always going to have to wear that. But when you look at the other 21 positions, I think the Bears are pretty good. They're pretty solid. Yeah. Defense. So I, I, I think this could be a good year for the Bears, and I'm predicting them to win 10 games. So I have a lot of faith, and I have a lot of hope in them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Bears are going to do really well. I think they're going to do a lot better this year. Um, now, speaking of that, let's discuss the Bears' offense a little. Um, David Montgomery. Yes. Think we got to figure it out for him this season. Finally, get to unleash him. It's like free. It's like you know how they always said free Aaron Jones. Yeah, David Montgomery. Toward the end of the season last season, I mean, he was he was balling out. Yeah, there was a there was a change in offensive coordinator. There's a change at the offensive line coach position as well. And they were kind of beset with injuries. They were messing around with Cody Whitehair, trying to figure out his position. Now that I believe that they have that settled, with the change in the coaching staff more emphasis on the run i do believe that david montgomery fantasy wise could be much better but i think just as a productive nfl running back he should be should be better and i think what we saw last year if you watch the tape or anything like that you weren't watching a running back and saying this player doesn't know what he's doing he's not good i think it was the situation i think it was the quarterback struggling with the torn labrum he was a little bit apprehensive there were some injuries on the offensive line. My guy Kyle Long was battling injuries as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a situation where David Montgomery can rebound. And I know fantasy-wise, people were burned last year, and now they're just going to disregard him, which only benefits you who is willing to take that risk, and nobody's drafting him as a RB1 or RB2. Right. So I think there's great value there for anybody playing fantasy. And I think as a Bears fan, we're also going to see some benefit too, just as the fan of the team. Right. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think Allen Robinson is going to finish this season, fantasy-wise? Oh, I love him. I think that he's one of the best receivers in the game. I think that the degree of difficulty with the quarterbacks he's had to play with over the course of his career, I don't believe that he gets the recognition that he deserves. I hope that he gets extended. And I'm not afraid to take him. I've taken him in the third round in a lot of NFL fantasy drafts, and I'm supremely confident that he is going to be with the most targeted receiver on that offense for sure. And he's a definite wide receiver one. I look for him to be a top 10 guy at the very least. Agree 100%. That's exactly what I have in my notes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, Every year, I've been able to snag Robinson. Like, Larry played with – what's that? <clears throat> I love him. Yeah, he's phenomenal, man. I, whenever he was with the Jags, got him. Ended up reaping the benefits of that, that 1,400-yard season. Um had him last season, and I'm definitely in for him this season. But you know, you can do mock drafts on the all new NFL fantasy app. You can also watch games this season. The all new NFL fantasy app. Download now at the Galaxy Store, wherever you download apps. Sorry, had to get that plug in. I enjoy NFL um, for my mock drafts. I've always used that, but everybody on Instagram seems to use Sleeper. I'm not. I'm Be not the rebel that goes the other way. <laughs> I will. I do. Anytime I do one on my own, if they do the invites and stuff, anytime I do a mock on my own, it's always NFL. It's, it's, it's easy to use. I like the I like the format. It's probably the best app that I've used, so I definitely recommend it. Oh, and by the way, Adam, I don't know if you realize, but uh, coming this season, you can actually watch games on the NFL Fantasy. What? Yeah. 
Well, I think more people should be talking about that. I agree. I agree. Um, now, do you think Anthony Miller and Tariq Cohen are worth a draft pick? Do you think they're worth picking up in your opinion? I like them in best ball formats. It's a little bit harder in week-to-week leagues just because they're not. he's not going to be the most targeted receiver in that offense. I think he has a lot of ability, and I know that you know people see him as a sleeper, rightly so. But, you know, Allen Robinson's still the number one guy there. And when they get near the red zone, I believe that Jimmy Graham is going to have a big role this, this year as well. Tariq Cohen is fun. He's one of the most entertaining players, and he's a spark plug, and I love everything about him. Fantasy-wise, you just can't count on them week to week. Like, these are – this is the one thing that's so tough. And when you're drafting, you want to look at somebody who has a clear pathway to being a number one guy. And so if you're looking at, like, somebody like Cam Akers, like, he has a pathway to be a number one guy. Now, I know Sean McVay has come out and given some admiration for the way that Kyle Shanahan runs his running backs. Right, right. But Cam Akers still – could end up being a number one running back. So I would prefer players like that who you see a pathway for as opposed to Tariq Cohen. Because even if there just doesn't seem to be a situation that I can envision where he'll be a RB1 this year. I completely agree. I don't even – I see maybe RB3. I mean, yeah, flex deep guy deep at best. Deep leagues. Yeah. By week replacement, that kind of thing. There's going to be matchups. I agree. No. Um, I, of course, am a Saints fan. Who that? Who that? Who that say they're going to beat them Saints? Um, have been a little kid. What's that? Nothing. Please. Let's see. Yeah, okay. Thanks. So, <laughs> so, that being said, I saw on Twitter that you said that Alvin Kamara is a top four running back. No questions asked, no matter what. Yes. Not an exact quote, but you get the idea. Can you give me an argument? Because everybody's going for Christian McCaffrey one overall, which I I understand that. Can you put up an argument for, for Kamara to be number two? I cannot. No, I'm joking. No, I, honestly, like, again, this is one of the more talented guys in the league. Three years, three years of catching 81 passes on the nose. So he's going to have the production right there. And then... I think a lot of people get worked up because he doesn't carry the ball enough. But you know what? If you are a receiver or a running back who catches 80 passes in PPR formats, you don't understand how valuable that is. And we can sit here and argue about whether you should be playing full point PPR or not. But the reality is most people play this way. And so that is why he's such a valuable running back. Like that is a full point. That is 10 rushing yards. Every time he catches, catching 81 passes is is 800 rushing yards. Right? Am I getting that right? I think I'm, I think my math is correct. Ten times 80. I love it. I, I you know what? Again, it's a Saints offense that you expect to be really good, and it doesn't matter who the quarterback is going to be. That he is going to sit there and perform no matter who it is. We saw last year with Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. when he played those stretches of games through weeks where he was a starter from weeks three through week seven. He was mm-hmm. a QB 12 during that stretch, mind you. I love everything about it. And so I don't have any problems taking Alvin Kamara. And as a matter of fact, I would expect him to bounce back. I know people sometimes put too much stock in this is the contract year. He's and and, not, and, and they get it twisted in the fact of like, well, he's really going to try to go out there. and Like this guy has been trying every year that he's played. It's not yeah. like he hasn't gone out there and put in an effort. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. 
But what I think it means is, is that Sean Payton now doesn't care about his long-term availability. He's like, I just need to win this year. You might not even be on the team next season. It's like when you when you have a rental car. You're like, you drive that different drive than a brand new Cadillac. You're like, whatever. Like, I don't care. And that's the way they're going to look at Alvin Kamara unless they give him a long-term deal. But they're going to have like, who cares? Let's give him 800 carries. Let's see what... I don't care about next year. I'm playing for right now. And I think the way the Saints are built... They're built to win this season. So I love Alvin Kamara. If you wanted to take him second, do it. YOLO, go do live your life. Yeah, I've got the number two pick, man. And I've I've always loved Kamara. If I'm in the if I'm in the top four, I normally jump on him if I can. It's always full PPR with us. And uh, you know, but everybody keeps talking shit about, you know, you need to get, you know, Barkley, which I get that. I understand that. I'm just I'm a homer when it comes to that stuff. I love fantasy football and I've won. Um, I don't know if you see this, Adam. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that was oh. drafting uh that was drafting Camara with my first pick and the year before I had a championship so I think I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing but uh I think you know a lot of people say that he's gonna drop off as far as his catches which I don't understand because because of um Emmanuel Sanders I don't see that it, exactly that that you that face right there is exactly what I was I was thinking. Like I just don't I don't see that happening. I think Kamara is going to be a monster. He cannot possibly regress in the touchdowns. He, he yeah, can't. yeah, he could actually. He, we need some positive regression. Yeah. If <laughs> so anything, I expect him to score more this year. Like, come on, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Kamara is definitely. I mean, you can make a, a argument for him for the number two for sure. It's hard to do number one with McCaffrey there, just the way that McCaffrey plays. I get. That, but that, that that's fine. I mean, I listen yeah, personally. I, I, will, I will I will tell everybody right now. I love I love Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting at number two, I'm that's who I'm taking. Sure. But I am not. I would not fault anybody. Like if I'm sitting there, let's say I had the third pick, and if if I knew it was you, it's different. I'm like, oh, I would expect you to take Camaro. But if one of your friends took, because I remember last year having the number two pick, and somebody took. Barkley ahead of Christian McCaffrey and I got McCaffrey and I was like oh like I was like mildly surprised because I just expected McCaffrey to be off the board mm-hmm. but it wasn't like oh you're an idiot like in the moment like I'm like oh it makes sense like I get it sure like they're good players like that's the thing like they're good players like you're in the first four or five picks like yes these good running backs are going off the board Mm-hmm. Now, if you if I'm sitting there at number seven and I'm taking Allen Robinson, okay, then I should be accused of being a homer. Then you should be like, bro, <laughs> back off. Like yeah. you probably could have waited. <laughs> That's it. But like when you when you get to that point, and I know that it's difficult for some people because I get a lot of questions about like who should I take first overall, and I understand the pressure of having that pick, and we want to dissect it. But at the same time. Pick who you feel comfortable with. Like, these are the four. Like, here's the tier. Mm-hmm. It's CMC. It's Barkley. It's Kamara. It's Ezekiel Elliott. And then that's probably it. And if I'm missing somebody, hit me up in the comments. Be like, this guy's a clown. Did you Just say make sure? No. God, no. Okay, thank you. Dalvin Cook. You and I are seeing Stop all it. This is where uh, uh, people will, again, accuse me of being a, a Bears homer. But it's like Dalvin Cook has been healthy one season of his NFL career. And last year, he played 13. He still played just 13 games. Never made it to a fantasy playoff. Dude, I'm not doing that. That, That's the thing. Like, if you're playing PPR, 
Like I would take Mike Thomas over him. I would take Devontae Adams over him. Like I, I'm a Bears fan. I'd take Devontae Adams over him. <laughs> Be serious, people. Like, oh my God, people get so worked into this. Like what happened? Like, oh, like they're, they're just so trusting. Right. Like, this guy's never been able to come through for you. And then he does it sort of one time. Like, oh, he's good. Like, it's like what? What is yeah. happening? Right. Dudes, if you can stay on the field, give me give me a season of him staying the entire the entire season, and I'll maybe think about drafting him early in the next season. But I just I can't bring myself to do Not it. Even. I just can't. Opportunity in, in my in my podcast, I say all the time, opportunity is probably the most important thing in fantasy football. And yep. I get it, but as soon as something happens, his shoulder, his say one of a piece of hair goes out of place and he's done for the season, you're out. I mean, you're hosed. Yeah. So, I can't I can't bring myself to 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 draft him that early but um so let me ask you here do you happen to like the rookie the rookie draft class has got some pretty strong running backs mm-hmm. but a lot of them seem to be in you know in in backfield battles is what I like to call them like do you see anybody yeah. any, any any rookie running backs possibly finishing in the top 10 15 well this is where you start looking at guys like JK Dobbins Mm-hmm. You know, he has an opportunity there. And, you know, you real familiar with Saints fans, the Alvin Kamara jumping over two guys to become the number one dude. Yeah. You have Jonathan Taylor, who's got a great chance in Indianapolis. Right. So I'm looking. Those are the two guys. And Cam Akers, again. But, you know, Sean McVay is starting to scare me a little bit. So those are the guys that I've been taking a, a shot on. And before – before all the preseason games were canceled, I was more apt to go after Cam Akers. But now I'm just kind of slow playing it, and then I've been going JK. And There was one draft I think I did recently on Fantasy Pros on their podcast where I ended up with JK and Jonathan Taylor. Where I'm like, well, one of them's got to come through, I hope. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But JK, I've now changed my tune where the, the guy who could end up finishing the best – could end up being J.K. Dobbins, especially if Lamar Jackson is going to be a little bit more cautious with his running, which he intimated today on July 29th. Sure, you're not you're not worried about Mark Ingram spelling any of that. I love Mark Ingram, but I think that they run the ball so much that there's a there's opportunity for both those guys. Sure, I get that. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes good sense. Um, now, you what about um, uh, Swift? You don't think he's going to take it from on Johnson? I don't think bro, can stay on the field. Bro, I'm not going to be about that Detroit Lions life. Like, how? Like, come on. Like, that's – I will say nice things about a Packers player. But DeAndre Swift is talented, and it's one of the reasons that I'm less optimistic about Matt Stafford this year is because I believe that Matt Patricia would love to run the football. And I know that Matt Stafford's getting the – the the love of the the on pace love and so but still at the same time they're going to want to run the ball so swifty could always be good but i i'm not no i'm not no no lions i'm i'm not a never lions but no i get what you're saying he could end up yeah he's got a good path yeah he he definitely does have a good pathway as well so yeah he should be in that mix but as a biased bears fan I'm gonna take. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> and then uh, Hilaire, of course, he's gonna be he's gonna be spelled out by uh, Williams. 
That one seems so obvious that I didn't mention him. But yeah, they, you know, and we got to like really slow our roll on him too. Because again, without having the full preseason and everything like that, that it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Right, exactly. They're going to bring him around slowly, I think. So, you know, and Williams, Williams can play. if he, he's, he's shown that he can. I mean, he almost hit the – they kept talking about arguing for him to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, but that always like – if your quarterback has a halfway decent game, he's always going to beat the running back. Like, that's just the right. way that goes. Right. I got you. All right, my man. Uh, let's see. So, I'm going to do a segment that I call the rapid plug segment, kind of like rapid fire. Yes, sir. You. So, I'm going to go through just some some quick questions, like, you know, 10, 12 questions, and just ask answer them as quickly as you possibly can. Is that good? No. I'm doing <laughs> the rapid plugs. That's what <laughs> I'm being the fantasy football plug, I, I changed it to rapid plug. We'll I love it. it. No, it's a great name. All right. So um, it's going to be, I know one thing I like about you is you talk about television, movies, and things like that. So a couple of them are, are television and movies. I'm sure you, you're... Surprise me, man. Don't, don't, don't right. give me, don't let me wiggle out of this. Friends of the Office. Office. Breaking Bad or Walking Dead? Neither. Breaking Bad, fine. You know what? I, I haven't gotten into either one of those shows. <laughs> okay. So, I'm sorry. I'm watching Parks and Recs now, too. Do you want me to expand on these, or I thought we are just going, or is this a rapid-fire thing? No, this is, I just didn't expect me. <laughs> All right. Neither. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Cutler or God? Cutler is God. McCaffrey or Barkley? McCaffrey. McCaffrey or Camara? McCaffrey. Thomas or Adams? Ooh, Thomas. All right. <laughs> Thielen or Robinson? Robinson. Fournette or Gurley? Fournette. Vaughn or Jones Jr.? Jones Jr. Ruggs or Rieger? Rieger. There you go, man. Well done. Took, you took a little bit until you thought too much. It's got to be quick. I thought I was... Listen... You did fine. <laughs> you were wrong on all of them, but no. no How was I? No. <laughs> Jones Jr. is interesting to me. I think that he gets overlooked all the time. And every time I have him on a team, I am always delighted. Unless this quarterback gets hurt. I, you know, it's hard for me, man, because Kashawn Vaughn, I just think that if because of his pass blocking, and you know, Arians loves his pass blocking backs, man. That's a tongue twister. Pass blocking backs. But isn't yeah. he already missing time? Vaughn? Yeah. You might want to might want to check that out. I thought okay. I saw something. Okay. Oh, the the COVID thing. COVID nineteen. Yeah. I think there's something about him, but honestly, I think that people are gonna be overlooking Jones this year. I, I think so too. I've been um I, I love Vaughn. I think Vaughn has an opportunity there to, to crush it, but also Jones started finally picking everything up uh, toward the end of the season. And then you got Arians who started trusting him just like he did with David Johnson. And that just, I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid, I think, especially in this offense. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, look at like a James White. Like Jones hasn't shown anything about an issue being able to catch balls out of the backfield. They just didn't aim for him much. No, no, no. I get it. I love Ronald Jones this year. I've been picking him all over the place. I think they both have a good opportunity. Um, Vaughn being able to pass block the way that he does, as long as he comes out of this, which, you know, hoping for a fast recovery for him. Um, for sure. 
I, I, I could see him being, whether it be this season or the following season, one of these seasons he's going to end up blowing up for Arians, I think, because of his pass blocking alone. And he yeah, that's- gets the ball out of the backfield, and he's – I think he's a great running back. But And if he can do what he did behind Vanderbilt's offensive line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's you true. Know, but, you know, Jones Jr., I mean, he's definitely um, – or Jones the second, whatever he wants to go by. He, right. He has definitely gained the trust of Arians. And Brady loves dumping his pass, like dumping passes to his, his running. Oh, look at James White. I'm yeah. not saying that Junior, you know, Jones is James White by any means, but I mean, with with the way that they have that offense, there's no way they can stack a box against any of the running backs. There's just no way. No, it's true. You know, so hopefully, I'm 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 excited to watch them play. They're playing my Saints first, man. So, uh, that's that's a little bit nerve wracking, but um, yeah, it is. One more question for you, my man, Adam Rank. Um, all that being said, talking about who's playing who first and what and when, do you think, and you can be political if you want to, do you think there's going to be a season? I really feel that the NFL has done a pretty good job up until now with the draft. Obviously, it wasn't the spectacle it was going to be playing in Las Vegas, but with free agency, and even though they had to cancel the Hall of Fame induction ceremony and all the preseason games, having the opportunity to kind of plan for this. And I know a lot of people were making fun of the NFL, like, do they? Now, trust me, they were planning. Like, there has been a lot of thought going into this season with player safety in mind and working with the players' union and everything. And it's it's definitely going to be difficult. But I've been cautiously optimistic this whole time. And even though we've seen some of the problems that baseball has had, I really do believe that the NFL has something in mind. There, there can't be any way that they don't. Is it going to look like 2019 and every other season we've seen in the NFL? Absolutely not. But I do believe that given the opportunity, the NFL is going to be able to pull something off and you know, I'm going to I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic until I don't need to be in control what I can control. Right. So, I know that's the political answer, but it's really how I feel. No, man, that's 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 a little bit more leaning toward that there's there's a possibility. You heard it here first, Adam Rank said 100% NFL is going to have a season. No. Yeah. You're leaning more toward what everybody wants to hear for sure, man. Me when I was reading all those uh uh you know, snippets and posts and stuff of there will be a season, man, I'll tell you my heart leapt. But then I was like they say that now. So again, it all and it, it, it. I pray that there's a season, but I understand keeping people safe is far more important than that is support. the most important thing. Yep, that is the most important thing. And you know, while they're being kept safe, people are working their asses off to get everything figured out, fixed, and and it'll there will be a season eventually. Whether it's this season, next season, football's not gone. It'll never die. Baseball's not gone, it'll never die. Sports will never die. <laughs> Can I acquiesce? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that is what I have for you, my friend. It has been an absolute pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and show. Um, do you have anything, any charities, anything you want to you wanna plug, so to speak? Nope. Just the all-new NFL Fantasy app. Make sure you download it and play listen just download it you know go to my instagram at adam rank nfl there is a link 
in my bio. Just go to that link. It'll download it. Listen, even if you don't play a league, which you should, watch NFL games on it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I need to get out there. Again, Adam Rank, thank you again so much for being on the show. What's up, everybody? This is Adam Rank, and you are listening to Jay on the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast, perhaps the greatest podcast in fantasy football history. Jay is a man who will one day usurp me as the greatest bald fantasy analyst in the world. But until that time, I will hold on to that title. But if you could just listen to Jay, I would consider that a personal favor to me. You have now accessed a complicated production. Tune in, this is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go.